Hello, hello, hello. I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is all that matters. You know, of all the traits that one can hope to have in their lifetime, one or two of them you can work at and achieve. And some are born within you. And people can see it by the way you treat them and you treat others. It could be the way you treat an animal. It could be the way you treat nature. It could be the way you treat the feelings of another human being. I'm talking about humility. It has been said that a humble person doesn't think less of himself. She simply thinks of herself less. The prophet Micah asks, What does God require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? With humility, the other character traits can fall into place. Do you know what I mean? There is something about having character. I recently heard a wonderful veteran of our military who talks about the most important form of leadership, which is character. Do you have character? Are you someone who's honest? Are you someone that others can count on? And when you speak, can your words be taken as truth? Not just your truth, but clear truth. Something they can rely on. Something they can confirm is true about the world. And one of the things, the traits in a character, when you have character, when you have that kind of um, honesty and truthfulness about you, there is also something about humility. Sometimes it can be the simplest and easiest thing in the world, just watching the way one person treats another. And sometimes it can be the most remarkable thing. I know the people were recently moved when Gwyneth Paltrow recently won a case that was brought by a... um, another man who claimed she struck him when they were skiing. And she claimed it was the other way around. And the jury listened to everything and and decided the case rather quickly and believed uh, the actress. Um, But it wasn't whether you're for Gwyneth Paltrow or against Gwyneth Paltrow or whether you were for the uh, other gentleman or not. It was really about what happened next. After the judge had announced the verdict, um, Gwyneth Paltrow got up and walked over to this gentleman, put her hand on his shoulder, and simply said, I wish you well. Now, whatever side or 
non-side or whatever thing you might have about goop or anything else uh, about Miss Paltrow. Um, it was both um, something filled with character and something filled with humility. I'm not bigger than the law. Yeah, I, I may have a famous name and all of that, but we just went through the these days and weeks this trial and it was you know anyone who goes to trial can't be an easy thing but to end with that act some people might call it classy people kept replaying it online and i kept asking myself why is the world so fascinated with that simple message at the end of a trial and the reason is because it was filled with a sort of humility and because apparently it's rather rare. Now, the truth is that in my life, I've been fortunate to meet a number of people I would say are filled with humility who've taught me about humility, who've touched me with their humility. But Ken... Humility be taught. And who have you learned it from? If it's something that's innate within them, what does it inspire in you? Well, to learn humility. One of the things we must do is admit our mistakes to our children and to ourselves and raise our children to be players of the team. In other words, we're in this together. You're not above the other person. And there's a humility in recognizing that. We encourage appropriate responses to success that, yes, that acknowledge accomplishments, but not with arrogance, not with lording it over another person. And our children will become what we are. And at the Passover Seder last night for those celebrating Passover, we ask questions. And I'd ask this question, whether you're celebrating Easter or Passover or Ramadan or whatever circle of humanity and culture you're part of, am I the person I want my child to become? There's a humility in that question. And humility, I think, is something, a trait of character that we could use more of in this world. And we need to be reminded of it every so often. And to do so, I want to share a special poem with you. It's by Naomi Shihab Nye, who was an Arab-American who has had a Palestinian father, an American mother, who grew up and teaches in Texas, um, was particularly marked by 9-11 when everyone was seemingly, she felt, turning on members of her heritage. And she tried to get people to see the common humanity She writes poems about heritage and peace. 
that overflow with the humanitarian spirit. And at the center of humility is a kindness. And I want you to think right now, who has evoked that within you? Who have you seen? Who have you encountered? Who has a kindness about them that is embedded in a humility about them? Who have you been touched with? And I think it behooves us not only to find examples. For for my case, I was deeply touched by a nun as a young Jewish boy whom I encountered who was filled with a welcomeness to all other religious backgrounds who carried with her a smile that just sat in your heart and lit you up from the inside, and it came from her. It was a softness. It was a kindness. There was a beauty about it. Another was from a Holocaust survivor, a woman who had lost her entire family, who I got to know when I was living in Jerusalem. And what was she doing with at the end of her life? Going into homes for the elderly in Jerusalem and brightening their day, listening to their stories, connecting with others with a softness and a hollowness and a hallowedness that just sat with her. It was a kindness that produced that humility and an understanding that each one of us has our own personal stories of both suffering, of hope, and of love. Naomi Shihab Nye writes a poem called Kindness. I'd love to give this as a gift to you this week. Before you know what kindness really is, you must lose things. Feel the future dissolve in a moment like salt in a weakened broth. What you held in your hand, what you counted and carefully saved, all this must go so you know how desolate the landscape can be between the regions of kindness. How you ride and ride thinking the bus will never stop, the passengers eating maize and chicken will stare out the window forever. Before you learn the tender gravity of kindness, you must travel where the Indian in a white poncho lies dead by the side of the road. You must see how this could be you, how he, too, was someone who journeyed through the night with plans and the simple breath that kept him alive. Before you know kindness as the deepest thing inside, you must know sorrow as the other deepest thing. You must wake up with sorrow. You must speak to it till your voice catches the thread of all sorrows and you see the size of the cloth. Then it is only kindness that makes sense anymore, only kindness that ties your shoes and sends you out into the day to gaze at bread, only kindness that raises its head from the crowd of the world to say, 
it is I you have been looking for, and then goes with you everywhere like a shadow or a friend. It is I you have been looking for, and then goes with you everywhere like a shadow or a friend. Yes, that form of kindness would forge a kind of humility. I have found it in the most profound people of all walks of life. It is something each and every one of us could find within ourselves. If we ask ourselves the question, are we the people we want our children, our grandchildren, others we care about to become? Do we have still have work to do? Yes, we must acknowledge the things we've lost. And we must find the common humanity in loss and suffering. And only then do we find our way to kindness, to hope, to love, and to expressing it with a humility to our lives. I wish for each and every one of you just that gift in this week around the world. Until next week, I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is all that matters. Matters.